0: More Than Words, Episode 9. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church. I'm your host, Julie Adams, and I'm joined by Pastor Wes Hillis. Hi again. Hi again. We're glad to be back.
1: I am waiting for the day when you hysterically laugh at the intro of this thing again, and I have to take over again it's only happened once but i'm waiting for the day that that happens again because i'm i'm gonna be so excited for when that happens you
0: never know when that's gonna happen you've uh, i feel like we've taken it easy this summer without we any have. complicated we have. titles oh i'm gonna
1: make some complicated titles. yeah
0: our um our brains are on summer vacation a little so we're taking it easy
1: that's very true yeah yeah
0: and we're also recording after lunch again so oh. we're both in uh is it fiesta or siesta mode, Wes? We're what do you feel si- more like we're with?
1: We're in siesta mode, apparently. <laughs> I thought they were the same thing, but apparently not, you know. Like I said, I struggle with one language. <laughs> English is hard to be enough. English is English is, is much hard. Um,
0: wow how about grammar
1: oh grammar's the worst <laughs> i could give a sermon on how bad grammar is and why i hate how
0: oh, is that biblical
1: and Anne would just be there and be like no it's not
0: yes Anne is an english nerd she's awesome yeah, at I, grammatical um
1: sometimes i just like stinking english major and she's like i'm not an english major i'm like i don't care
0: <laughs> in her mind she is because she loves it she's, yep. that's her gift
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, where mine is, not. Um,
0: speaking of gifts.
1: Speaking of gifts, <laughs> Abel also brought a gift. Yeah. So we've been talking about Cain and Abel in this story and um, you know our relationship with God through this and learning from it and learning to surrender. And we're just gonna jump in. This is Genesis four, mm-hmm. verse four, and it says Abel also brought a gift, the best of the first best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. So they accepted Abel and his gift, and so. We've been talking about gifts and how Cain's rege- gift was actually rejected. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to focus more on Abel though, and how Abel's gift was actually you know accepted, and God accepted him as well. And
0: well, and it wasn't. I don't think it was Abel's gift necessarily, it was his heart. but it was his heart that God knew wasn't in the right place because he didn't bring. Yep. He brought like a. eh. He yeah. tried to like. Eh. Here's a couple things yep. instead of like.
1: He didn't give it a go.
0: He didn't give it he didn't give what he was required
1: or supposed yeah. to, what God asked of him. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if we keep going, we read in Genesis four, verse eight, it says one day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, you know, Cain attacked his brother and Abel, um, Cain attacked his brother and, and killed him.
0: And that was the first murder in the and that Bible. was
1: the first murder in, in mm-hmm. scripture. Um, but I want to jump us to Hebrews 11, verse 4, before we really dive in. Mm-hmm. It says, It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel was long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Mm-hmm. It was his heart. It was it was his faith and his trust in God to say, I, even though this is my best, which I could use, it would be great, it would be lovely, I'm still going to give it to you, God. Yeah. And so this is, this is just... About all the Bible has to say about the life of Abel, he didn't. Really, he didn't get any speaking parts. You know, he faithfully worships God by bringing his best before the Lord, mm-hmm. and his brother kills him. This takes sibling rivalry to want a whole new level. Yeah. Um, maybe Abel, the way all little brothers tend to do, maybe he taunted Cain a little. Maybe you know, after his offering was rejected, but all the Bible has to say about Abel is that he was faithful that he was righteous and, and accepted by God. And how did that kind of lifestyle get him killed though?
0: Well, I see a lot of jealousy here Yeah. from, um, from Cain. I see that he was, I mean, you have to assume that he was jealous that his gift
1: was rejected. Yeah.
0: It was rejected yeah. or rejected and that Abel's was accepted. Yeah. Um, he had to have been a bit jealous and, you know I don't know I don't know if Abel taunted him or not maybe he did but I would hope not yeah but you know if he were a righteous man maybe that was just Cain's heart being ugly not not anything that Abel did and you know I think that as humans and you've messed up and I've messed up and sometimes you see people that make a righteous choice in or a better choice than you've made in a circumstance. And you almost like want to roll your eyes and be like, oh yeah, you're so perfect. And yeah, I'm
1: absolutely like,
0: you know, you kind of get that feeling sometimes because yeah. we're human and we do.
1: Yeah. The truth is a lifestyle of obedience to God tends to actually get a lot of people in trouble.
0: <laughs>
1: it does. You know, you can look through, if you read through the gospels, you see that Jesus lived this Life of perfect obedience, with days filled of loving, healing, and teaching people, and all in the name of his Heavenly Father. And that led to a brutal beating and crucifixion. All of his disciples, excluding Judas and John, were martyred in his name. Mm-hmm. Now, according to tradition, they tried to boil John alive, and when that didn't work, they exiled him to the island of Patmos. Mm-hmm. Paul was beaten, imprisoned, stoned, shipwrecked, snake bitten, and most of these were done on multiple occasions. These troubles were a constant in Paul's life after accepting a call to follow Jesus. You know, because the life of Jesus was so radically different than the world that you know he lived in. Anyone who would not choose, anyone who would choose to follow in his footsteps, should expect the same reaction from the world today. And Ooh. Jesus said it like this, John fifteen eighteen, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. Ooh, it, it's discouraging to hear, but at the same time, well, it's devastating. You know. If this was all there if, if this was all there was mm-hmm. this life was all we had to look forward to then then following Christ would not be worth it and Paul put it this way and if our hope in Christ is only for this life we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world Ooh. because of how he, he was kind of pointing out how Christians were treated how we are treated if, if this is only for this world mm-hmm. we are to be the most pitied there is
0: because wh- why would we bother?
1: Why would we bother? Why why go through all this torture and trauma and pain and suffering?
0: Well, it's not always torture and trauma and But pain but look to... at look
1: at Paul's life, though. Yeah. He his went, was for sure. He went through it. Yeah. And you know, Paul better than anyone knew that giving his life to Christ amounted to nothing in this earthly life. Mm-hmm. It was it was the one he got but he knew that there was more in store because of this faith. He was able to say with complete confidence and dying is even better in Philippians one 21 mm. by just glancing through the stories of the Bible. It becomes evident dating all the way back to Abel that walking the road of obedience is not an easy one. The brutal truth is that a call to follow Christ is a call to die to self. Um,
0: you're not making it sound terribly no, appealing, I'm not. Wes. I'm not making
1: it sound terribly appealing. But in <laughs> I'm our, teasing in our world today, though. Like, let's let's just zoom in the region of Niagara. We, sure. we live in Niagara. Well, honestly, we have it pretty easy. Yeah. As as Christians, I would say we actually have it pretty.
0: Well, that's what I mean. Like you and I, even if we said something about Jesus, like the worst that would happen is someone might laugh at us. It's unlikely yeah. that in Waynefleet you're going to get.
1: This kind, of ex- this kind of persecution.
0: Yeah, for saying that you believe in Jesus or for yeah. telling someone about Jesus or for wearing a cross necklace or for, yeah. you know, yep. your tattoos or whatever. You're probably not going to get anything but maybe laughed at.
1: Yeah. Um, but we also live in a world that is so present in our lives through social media. Yeah. Where, to be honest, if you... if for some strange reason, sometimes things pop up and it shows people hurting Christians or being mean to Christians or, or anything. Mm-hmm. And we see that and feel discouraged and be like, wow, the world's really against us. And sometimes it can feel like that the world is truly, truly against us. You know, Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember it hated me first, that there's some areas of our world that just just want to finish Christians off, I guess. It's, it's, yeah. it's a really discouraging thing to say, but at the same time to remember that Jesus even though through this, even though there's people in scripture who have been through this, that it was not for nothing. Mm -hmm. And what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is in our, in our, in our lives as being Christians, that we may go through terrible, difficult, hard times where it feels like the world is against us and the world hates us. And people just are so done with us. Um, that, it's not for nothing Mm -hmm. that and and you know paul said it really well and if our hope in christ is only for this life then we are to be pitied more than anyone in the world Mm -hmm. there's a reason we're doing this there's a reason for actually following jesus and believing in him and and choosing to surrender control and Mm -hmm. and to go out there in the name of jesus and actually bring them his message to others bring that love and that mercy and grace to others um I had a, I had a Bible, professor, Bible college professor and he said he, he was pastoring for like 50 years. So he's super old. <laughs> and he, he wouldn't care if I said that. Okay. He, he said to us in, our, in one of our first Old Testament classes, he said, you will, you will go through more as pastors in the next 10 to 20 years than I have in my last 50. Hmm. He says, you will go through more hard times. The Christian faith will go through more trauma. Than it has in the last fifty years.
0: Why did he think that?
1: He said. Be, he said, the looking the way the world is going, he said, "I, I, he. This was his. I. I don't, it's not a prophetic word, but this is what he said would happen. He's like, I think Christianity will be pushed hard, very hard by the world, and I think that part of me hopes. I'm my like, oh, please no, please no. <laughs> but at the same time, I think you know, even if it is we still hold to jesus Mm -hmm. we still hold to jesus just as just as abel did that we still bring our best work we still bring things to god and be like god no i'm 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 sticking with you Mm -hmm. even when things get tough and even the world says that's you know
0: well the the very worldly message right is like stay true to your heart and you know, you've only got yourself to count on and, you know, you do you, you got to do what's right for yeah. you and very self-focused and yeah. not very, um, God focused. Yeah. So, and I think that's our challenge more than, you know, being, um, more than being persecuted the way they were here. Oh, was much different. Yeah. That's yeah. our challenge is that we say, well, no, actually your heart's a liar and your feelings aren't truths and just because you feel something doesn't make it true god's word is true and that's our challenge is to
1: see i think that i think that fits luke 9 perfectly Mm. verse 23 says um then he said to the crowd if any of you want to be my follower you must turn away from yourself you must turn from your selfish ways take up your cross daily and follow me which is very counter to anything we have today
0: yeah oh absolutely because right now with all you know uh, well i should be able to say and wear what i want and doesn't like that's yeah. my choice me 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 that's oh, it's quite so me
1: me culture yeah where this says the opposite though it says you must turn from your selfish ways yeah that it's not all about it's not about me it's about christ yeah that it it i can do so many things in my life but at the end of the day it's it's all christ there was um there was a soccer player, I think I've shared this story. He won a really big championship, and he wore a headband mm. and it said "100% Jesus."
0: Oh, nice! Yeah, That's what no, it, I it wore.
1: It's a. It was really big. It said "100% Jesus." Every single TV station edited it out, it blurred the words. <gasps> no way! They You're blurred kidding. the words on the headband. Huh? They said well, we're not showing that.
0: Interesting.
1: And he came out afterwards, and he, and they interviewed him. And and he kept pointing to the headband. He's like, no, it's it's what this is. So people kept wondering on social media and everything, well, what's on the headband? What's on the headband? He took a picture and posted it, and people were like, what the hell? Why'd you blur that out? And yeah. they were saying he 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 just went off, and he was like, I like me being here at this position in my life. He came from Brazil, like in the not great parts of Brazil. Like he grew up in the slums,
0: mm-hmm.
1: made his way into being a professional soccer player, and he says my family, everything I have, you no, know, my son the things we've been through, all of it, it is all because of God. Like, it is all for the glory of God, that I could not have been here or done any of this if it was not for Jesus. And he just kept going on about it, and people were like, wow, this is really impactful. Yeah. But what he did was, because what he could have done in that moment, I did this, like, I got myself here. This is, like, this is yep. a result of my work my and my blood, ethic. my sweat,
0: and tears, yeah. But he didn't. And wow. he
1: said, no, this is 100% Jesus. Yeah. And I find that so encouraging because it, it lives out what Luke 9 says is that if any of you want to be my following, you must turn away from your selfish ways. That even when great things happen and the world tells us, oh, you did that. It was all you. How great. And it's not it's Jesus. <laughs> this yeah. is Jesus. To, to have our mindset and everything to actually point to Jesus mm. rather than just pointing and say, I did that.
0: It's interesting because I think um, I read a book a while ago. If uh, if you know me, I love to read. She loves and to read. I do love to read. And it was uh, Beth Moore's memoir, which, okay, you can feel either way about her, but that's fine. Um, she got her start being an aerobics instructor. Um, she was she grew up in the Baptist community, and it was like super frowned upon. She was There would have been no way she could have been a pastor or even like any kind of a speaker at that point. And she kind of worked her way up to be a women's ministry leader. Anyway, she got her start in aerobics and what she said was, like, Okay, well, I'm gonna do aerobics for Jesus. Whatever I do, it's gonna be to the glory of God. And that's that was sort of her message. That was one of my takeaways from the book. And just like you said, like not that it doesn't matter what you do, but whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Do it for the glory of God, yeah. So I yeah. Which is so counter. It's so
1: counter to everything we have in our world like we don't have that today Mm-mm. where people are like no it's this is all for i wondered if because the thing is i realized the older i got there are so many people who are celebrities athletes everything who actually follow jesus quite closely like i think uh like chris pratt's a big one mm, chris, chris yes. pratt vocalizes his his love for god like he went up one oscar one an Emmy, like i don't know what it was Whatever. Oscar or something Award. But he talked about mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah, in his award presentation, and people did not know what to do. But the thing is, he talked about it so well, and said, "This is all because mm-hmm. of God. Like I can't do any of this. I'm thankful for my family, every single my career because of God." Mm-hmm. And so, I wonder if if we did this, mm-hmm. if we rather said, "I'm not gonna conform to this world, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep giving the glory God every single time." Every single instance, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Even even when things get a bit rough, I'm still going to praise God. There's uh, the song, Praise You in the Storm. Mm, yep. It says, you know, God, I will praise you in the storm. I will lift up my hands. Even you know, when the waves get high, even when the storm is brutal, I'm still going to praise you. Because I think as Christians, we know, even though, yes, we go through dark times, the brighter times, are there's so much more. Mm-hmm. There's so much more love and compassion and caring them that, you through those hard times where where it gets you through them um matthew 10 um says this look i'm sending you out as sheep among wolves so be as shrewd as snakes and as harmless mm-hmm. as doves it says all the nations will hate you because you are my followers but everyone who endures to the end will be saved my well, saying is to truly commit yourself to jesus to be to associate yourself to him you can expect that some people will look at you and think of you differently. People will think that, you know, they may treat you badly. Maybe they won't. Especially in our world, I think we have more confidence in that. And maybe you won't be treated Everyone, as badly.
0: It's, it's where you live in a very tolerant society. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But it, what it says is you must endure to press on. You know, like Paul, he went through so much, yet he still pressed on. Mm-hmm. This relationship we have with Jesus is one that um, is for to be pushed through, to keep going. Mm -hmm. Even when life does get difficult, even when sometimes it feels like the world is against us, to still keep moving forward, to still keep walking with God because that relationship we have with Him is so, so important because it actually supports us. It sustains us. It it gets us through it. I remember my life before coming to Jesus and... I didn't understand the world. I didn't know. I, I didn't. I I couldn't fully con, like figure it out. Yeah. But that relationship with Jesus was one that actually allowed me to see. To see clearly that way, no there's something deeper here. There's something more. The world felt like a fog. Jesus actually seemed clear.
0: Hmm. Oh that's interesting. That's a good analogy. I love that Pastor Wes. Thank you. Um, thank you for a great another great podcast and if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes if you Maybe some of this has sparked something in you and you want to chat with him. You can reach Wes at, at Wes. Oh my. Oh, Wes at waynefleetbic.com. Yep. And my email address. <laughs> oh man, you're going to have to do the closing from now on Oh too. really? Yeah, go for it.
1: All right. Julie's address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. We are so happy that you're able to join us. And if you, you know, you just have any questions, just reach out to us. We'd love to be able to talk with you. Um, but other than that, have a great day. Bye.